The Angels are no longer in the outfield with two of them down, and a national ace is no longer with us as he retires. It's been a week in baseball. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball. Another exciting week down in baseball, and I have to say, you know, looking at the standings right now after the last week, it's been a, you're starting to see the races really crystallize here as we as we move into the stretch. The divisions are kind of set with the teams in place for what they're going to be competing for, and we really only have a couple tried and true division races this year. There's a few of them that have sort of already been either put away or somebody's sort of winning through the others incompetence. So we, we just came back from a, a very early Peacock game. Uh, Peacock Network carries the games at 12.05 yep. uh, here on Sunday, and we were already back from the game in the late afternoon on Sunday, so the Sunday games are still being played, and we got to see Shohei Otani play baseball in person for the first time, and I really wanted to see him pitch, but I was happy at least that we got to see him hit. Yes, and as Met fans, we were very happy to see him not hit at all today as he went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Yes, yes. Now, Met, Met pitcher David Peterson thinking, I don't know what all the, the, the fuss is about Shohei Otani. I had no problem with the guy. But, so, but it was a series that showcased pretty much the ineptitude of these two teams and why neither one of them will be making the playoffs this season. Yeah, and, and you know, that division where the Angels play, you know, had they even managed to stay closer to 500 and obviously they went it all in at the trade deadline uh, you know the the Mariners run now to have taken them uh, 22 and 15 I think takes them to tie for first place there t- as of this morning so we, without you know looking at today's Sunday's sort of game results they were tied for first place with the Texas Rangers and I think the AL West is certainly the most exciting race in baseball because it's really the only three team race right and and so that's what made it more tough for the Angels right because you got the Astros in third place and and if you look at the wild card in the American League right now uh, the Rays seem to have a decent you know lead in that overall but the Astros and Rangers are are, are virtually tied uh, so they would be in but the Blue Jays are only a couple of games back uh, and the Red Sox and I, I did this last week right the Red Sox are hanging around, hanging around. But I don't it, see how they do it, it it's very interesting because if you look at these so you know this week you've watched the Mariners finally catch the Rangers they've got nine and one over their last ten games but the only reason they've been able to catch the Rangers is because the Rangers have been equally inept in the same time the Mariners have been excellent because I think the Rangers are like two and eight in their last 10. And Max Scherzer, former Met Max Scherzer, has pitched well enough for them, but I think it's just kind of interesting that as well as he could have pitched, he's not able to take the whole team and make the whole team, you know, uh, better at the same time. And so you you have to think right now, if the season ended today, both the Rangers and the Astros, who are not in the lead for the AL West, would be the other two wildcard teams. Besides the Rays, right, right. So both of them would make it in. If you look at the AL Central, nobody's making it in from that division. So, I mean, so I mean, the Twins are so uninspiring. Only again, the, the, they go five and five for the for the ten games going into today. But then the Guardians go three and seven. Everybody, the Tigers are going to catch the Guardians pretty soon, right? So I think <laughs> I think if you're looking at this right now, the playoff race is really going to come down to is one of the other AL East teams besides the Rays able to catch a playoff spot or are you going to see the other two AL West teams sort of just kind of get there based on nobody else being around to well I guess if they all played the Yankees who occupy last place in the division by a fair margin now uh, in fact uh, and we Met fans have to live this one down too so both the Yankees and the Mets are in last place and at this stage in the season hasn't happened in a long time they have never 
finished the season, both of them in the last place at the same time. That's that more, is a distinct possibility this a year. a very good possibility this year. And, and I think it's just interesting that when you look at the AL, you had the Orioles, who I think were losing today. They were struggling a bit. I think they actually lost today already because the, the Rays were going to pick up a yes, game if yes, they, they yes, finish up beating too, the right. Yankees. But I, I just think it's interesting that when you look at the AL playoff picture, it looks like the Orioles are the far and away the best team right now. They had a great, another great week. They've clinched a winning season. We it's, said this last week though, you know, they, they, they basically have done about eight or so wins better than expected by their run differential. And, 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 and so you just think, okay. And, and they had a, a bad night. Batista, you know, got lit up the other night and that really erodes the confidence in their bullpen. If Batista isn't as good as he's been Felix, all year. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of like, there's a little bit of chatter about his arm potentially not being a hundred percent, which, if he's not himself, that bullpen, which has been such a strength for them this year, is right. suddenly not. And I think that becomes very worrying if you're an Oriole. And take it from the, these Met fans, playoffs equals bullpen. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a bullpen that can really you know, shut down people, and, and that's how in the National League, the Phillies made a run to the National League pennant last year because their bullpen, as you said in, in a prior podcast, just they went crazy they play everybody pitched great at the same time mm-hmm. and I, I think it was a very interesting week in the al because despite that orioles team who's just been unbelievable yeah you know, they're 81 48 they've been fantastic recently john angelus was talking about how they might not be able to afford to keep all of this young homegrown talent that has finally powered them to an unbelievable season well that's all really part of the same ongoing negotiation about a stadium that angelus family angelus and his family would like the city of baltimore to build and the city of baltimore is like well, hold on a second here. We're not going to give you everything you want. We did that already with Camden Yards. So um, I, I think this is all, you know, and Angelos, you know, he's kind of like Rob Manfred that way. When he opens his mouth, people are just shaking their head and going, I wish he'd just shut up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what, what he's about. How about the National League? Oh, wait, there's one more oh, big sorry. story out of the, the American League, though. This is for, no, this, unlike for a first place team, this is for a scuttling team who... Is the only reason is not occupying the bottom of the AL Central is we haven't talked about them in a while. We haven't talked about them in a while is because of the Royals existing, but the White Sox dismissed Rick Hahn and Ken Williams from their duties this week in in an unusual late in the season firing for your front office staff. And the only reason that Pedro Griffal didn't go is because they got rid of the guys that would have fired him. <laughs> exactly. So and they needed somebody there for the meantime. But I think he's not going to make it through next. Create Pedro Griffal won't be managing. No. Next and, and I think ultimately, if you're looking at the White Sox, I have to say I have to imagine White Sox fans saw this coming after what was ex- for a team that seemed like was on the rise suddenly to fall apart the last couple of years. That, and that is a team to me that is, the individual parts should be a, a better sum right. that they, than they do. They just it's like all these players that can play. They've got talent. They've got and every pitchers. move they seem to it make just, didn't work. So that's the mojo. And and ever since you know they got rid of Larusa, there just really has and not that Larusa was, was great. Good, shakes no, there, he was he was not but, helping. But I, I just feel like they need a reset in that organization. And so by getting rid of the uh, of Williams and and Rickon. Yeah, that, that's where they're headed. And obviously, you know, Shohei is done as a pitcher for this season. He has tore his UCL. He will be getting, I think, Tommy John in the offseason? No, the, so he has the option, and this particular UCL thing can heal at times without surgery. So it has not yet been determined. So that's why he decided to hit the rest of the year, because they said you can't really injure it any more than you, you, you uh, would hitting, already. Yeah. Hitting, So And if you remember last year, uh, Bryce Harper uh, was out because of the um, Tommy John surgery and came 
back and DH'd at the beginning of this year and just started playing first base in the past month or something like that. So you can hit while you have, if you had surgery, and he's not even had surgery. Right, but now you have to pretty much think, Eve, as a fan of baseball, that you will not see Otani as a pitcher next season, at least very much. It's you know, unlikely. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I would think that yes, in a UCL, that's going to affect his ability to pitch. Of course, with a contract at stake too. It's very interesting how this is going to impact his contract situation and and what you're going to see because any t- it's going to lower his price, but not by that much because the guy's still worth probably forty million. It's just a hitter. I think that's a good number right now. Now we were talking. I, I had this crazy deal in my mind for Otani that was seven years for six hundred million, seventy five million a now year. Now it'll be like seven it for like five fifty. And and I think Eduardo Perez, who hosts the leadoff spot with Steve Phillips um, on Sirius, he was saying that the way that you could build a contract for Otani would be that you would build a contract where it'd be forty or a million a year or fifty million a year, and you'd have and maybe it's a six year deal or seven-year deal and you have opt-outs for the player after year two and year three in his mind and so what that gives Altani, if he's fine and he can do everything and he wants to go out and negotiate a better contract for himself he's he able has, to so that's how the club would would entice him to sign that kind of a deal right he, he might be able to door. get him a lower lower aav because he knows well if i'm doing amazing i can just opt out and get an even better deal and then you front load the deal the first couple of years so he's like well i'm still getting paid like i'm getting that 600 million dollar deal i wanted and if you had to to guess the uh, three teams that you say will have the will be in the running for Otani, there probably would be more than that. I would think, but Dodgers, mm-hmm. Mets will be in the running because they so have too. money to spend. Mariners. Mariners, Mariners, I could see them taking a big yeah, run. Yeah, at him. He likes Seattle. It's a, a lot of you know, a lot of connection to that place. A lot of Japanese live in Seattle. Would, would you want to go there if you're Otani and sort of follow an Ichiro? Good team. Good team. Good team. You're 30, 31 years old. You want to win. Right. You're ready to win now. And, and I'll say one more thing about Otani that I was thinking about going. Do you think he could be one of the first guys? So, you know, Japanese players have played here, and now we've had some great ones finish their careers for the most part in the U.S. Is there a way that Otani plays here for another five, six, or seven years and goes back and has another year in the Japan League at the end of his career? I, I Yes, but I think only once he's done competing for titles in America. Like, I would see that sort of being like he has his final season in the major leagues, and then he would go over. Are you saying like he's 42 years right, old or something like right. that? And then does a farewell tour in Japan as well. I could see that. I kind of would think it would be revolutionary for him to go back when he still had gas left in the tank and play I just there. don't see him doing that as long as he either. can compete for a World but, Series But it interests title. me that I, I'd like us to get to a point where that could happen. Look, Japanese baseball is really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then hopefully hopefully this Yamamoto, who's you know going to be the next big free agent pitcher, he'll, he'll be there that guy all right so the national league um uh i think the you know the the same thing that happened last week right the braves uh and the dodgers they're far and away the two best teams that hasn't changed Mm -hmm. uh the big change for me in my mind this week is that the giants who had had a pretty good run to get into second place they go three and seven for the week the d-backs go eight and two and they flip-flop so now the d-backs are in second place in the west Mm -hmm. not that they're going to catch the dodgers necessarily but in the running for that wild card you know the phillies are in the number one slot and then you've got the cubs the reds the D-backs and the Giants all fighting right, so, for the other two spots. So you've got a very fun wild card race in the NL that's kind of going down to who are going to make up the last two spots because the top four spots in the NL are pretty more or less locked in at this point. I feel. Well, I think you could even kind of argue that 
it's going to be very the a, the NL Central race might be the most interesting because if either team stumbles a bit, or especially if both teams stumble, so a glad bit you said that down the stretch, that becomes a race where if you don't win it, you don't make the playoffs. I think because I have so little trust in the Cubs being a first place team to think that they're going to come back and win the division, but they're only four games behind right. Milwaukee, and that, Milwaukee could go on a losing streak. Right, that and Milwaukee, that Milwaukee team could score like one run over a week's worth of games and drop a bunch. And the Cubs have Dansby Swanson, and you may not think that much about Dancy Spons, but I think he's a winning ball player. He's, he's and he a, played on those winning brave teams. And I, I just think and that, that Cubs team has been a pesky team that has stuck around when everybody else has kind of fallen off throughout the year, especially in the central, you know, they've stuck around and continue to play good baseball. I think the question is, are they going to have the pitching down the stretch that they need to make this run? They have really, in my mind, one pitcher, Justin Steele. Right. Okay. And then with, with Stroman being hurt and with all the stuff, there's right. always circus when there's Stroman but it, involved. But the thing with Stroman is Stroman could come back and have an unbelievable last three they weeks to the season, and that could be the difference maker for them. But we go back to our favorite Cub whipping boy, Kyle Hendricks, going, you know, do you really want to- Father wanna, time caught up to Do then. you really want to hand the ball to Ty, Kyler Hendricks, uh, Kyle Hendricks when it means something? And, and this is in 2018 Kyle Hendricks, or even 26, or 2016 Kyle Hendricks. This and is, then when you look at the, the Brewers pitching- you know, Brandon Woodruff is back. That's just better. It's just better. It's just better. But the offense isn't. No, well, the offense has been pretty, you know, actually, it's been bad for years. This is right. not anything new this particular year. Particularly and the Cubs can score year. runs. The Cubs can score. So it'll be very interesting to see how that, I, I'm curious to see how many games they play against each other down the stretch, because that could really end up being what determines it. Well, well there's only 13 games, remember, right, so teams have, are already done at this but point you, with you some could, of their, their rivals. You could have two series left I don't still. know that. They're right. That's there could the be thing. six or seven games you left. Could, with those. If there's six or seven games left between the Cubs and the Brewers, that could get really exciting. Yeah, we should, uh, we should have checked that for and. And, and and the Phillies just kind of you know meander along. And, I don't you know, think they've been meandering this month. They've crushed the ball this month. They've hit so many they're, home they're, runs. They're hitting, but you know, record wise, they've sort of like you know, sort of one here, one two out of three. They win series. They all of a sudden they got to being thirteen games over five hundred when they were like under five hundred not all that long ago. So you're right, they they've played really well. But I think they're doing it under the radar because they're so far behind the Braves. Right, the Braves have just so already ran away with the division that like the Phillies playing a much better brand. Of baseball isn't noticed because they're just a wild card team and and you know just to talk about the the lower division teams right the nationals i think you were saying this before we got on number one they're not in last place and i think we picked them for you know a last place team everybody, a terrible team this everybody year everybody had them pegged as a and this is something to bring up in another part of the, the discussion is everybody had them pegged as like a royals athletics bad tier team Rockies, like that kind of level of bad this season. And they're not. They've shown that they have some young, exciting prospects. They are a feisty, scrappy team that has played above what you would expect for them this season. Right. right. So I think if you're a national fan, you're you're happy because you know you, you, what you knew was a rebuild seems to be progressing smoothly so you're not far. Not happy if you're a national well, fan. Well, you want them to do something. What are we going to do with this team? Are we selling the team? Or are we, you know, well, that, that, that's, that's the problem. But that's, that's independent. This, this is all window dressing because if you don't have a plan, right, you don't right. have the right ownership, you're just like, okay, well, we did didn't stink as bad as we thought we would. Isn't that great? That's you want to take. How long can they take that to your fans before they start going? I had enough. Well, of this. considering you, you, you told you knew you were going into a major rebuild when you dumped Soto last season. You, you were, you were never expecting. Oh, great! We don't suck as bad as we thought. Right. But that's a big deal because you could be the Athletics or the Royals right now. Yeah, yeah. Or you could be, you know, and 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 the Pirates who who smartly I think didn't do anything late in the season to sort of you know increase their prospects. You know, they're they're now they have like a worse relate record than the Mets believe well, it or I not mean, you could you could you could go at this who would you rather be right now the Nationals or the Mets 
the Nationals or the Mets. I still think the Mets have better players. Right, but that, but you're 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 in that kind of argument where that that's now a legitimate question where that was not a question anybody was asking before the season. And I like the Pirates with O'Neill Cruz on there, there next year and add a pitcher here or there, and all of a sudden they they're they're the Reds next year. Oh, right. And I just I just do think it is interesting that with this season you have the teams we expected to be in last place. You have teams like the Athletics, like the Royals, like the, the Rockies, Rockies. Right. We knew those teams were going to be bad, but then the last place team in a bunch of other divisions or close to it are like you have the Mets the Cardinals and the Padres and it's like and the, what are, and the Yankees and the Yankees what are they doing down here and the Padres aren't in last place uh, but that's mostly because they're playing in the division with the Rockies and we talked about that that team last week on the podcast going I just you know everybody looks at them going how can they not be better well let's see that you go six and 20 in one run games and you don't win any games in extra innings they have lost all I think 11 or extra 11. inning games that's unbelievable that's and that that's how you end up you know, with a 61 and 69 record, despite being a much better team than that. Okay, so uh, last couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, does Shohei get to 50 home runs? I mean, six home runs in a month isn't anything crazy. I think he's got a good shot at it. I, I, I just worried about at some point they might decide to not play him. And I'm glad it wasn't today. Here's the thing. <laughs> the only person that's stopping Shohei from playing anymore this season is Shohei. Right. Because right. the an- choice. right? Because the last thing the Angels are going to do is show he's not going to come to them and be like, "I want to play," and the Angels are going to say no, and then he will be like, "I will no longer." Okay, well, I'm not. That's my last game for you as a team because they'll just walk if they do anything. To what piss percentage off. chance do you do you think has that Shohei stays with the Angels? Fifteen percent. Yeah, I'd say ten. Right, ten, fifteen percent. It's low. So yeah, well, um, you know, we're we're coming down the because when we do this next, it's going to be Labor Day, and you're really going to have that sort of you know view of the last twenty eight, thirty games of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a lot that could happen, though. Oh, yeah. And, and as we come, you know, to a close on this season, I do we do just want to say thank you to all our listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in. We actually got a bunch of really nice messages. Yeah, this yeah, week. So so and one of the one of the um, uh, writers uh, list, wrote in and he said, you know, loved your podcast. I don't know if you guys take questions or it's like, yeah, of course we take questions. We should say it more often. Yeah, right. Reach out to <laughs> us through email. Reach out to us through Twitter. We We appreciate all your support. And thank you for all the subscribing, you know. We're on YouTube, we're on a bunch of different platforms, and just thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at Almost Cooper.